This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we've been embarking on a 21-day fast, amen? And we just completed seven days. And, uh, and if, you've, if you're involved in taking the challenge of fasting and prayer, for 21 days, I believe that God's going to bless you mightily. Amen? And you got to start expecting for some blessings through your prayers and your fasting. In, in Matthew 6, 18, uh, Jesus says, but to your, uh, talking about the, the blessing of fasting, he says here, so, so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who is in the, who sees in a secret will reward you openly. Amen? And so I really believe fasting and prayer gets you into that secret place in God. How many people want to be in that secret place in God? Amen? Last week we focused on fasting and we talked about how fasting can put a cutting edge on your faith. And we know this, that that doubt is one of the enemies of faith. And if we're too connected to the flesh, it's easy to look at circumstances and it's easy to doubt God. Amen? So, so if, you, if you're fasting, uh, you're going to disconnect your feelings, your emotions, and when you're praying, you're going to connect to God. Amen? And I, I like John 6.63 that says this, it is the spirit who gives life, and the, and the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. So, so Jesus is saying that our flesh, so, so really, I, I, this year, I really want to get you guys to walk more in the spirit than in the flesh. Can I get a witness in the house today? And when you're walking in the spirit of God, you're going to be walking in all the attributes of his blessings. It's only when we walk in the flesh we get in trouble. Can I get a witness in the house today? And, and it's the flesh that draws us into the wrong things, wrong areas. The flesh will get you talking negative about people. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? The flesh will talk, get you talking negative about your circumstances. The flesh, amen? But we want to be spirit-led people. Say, I'm a spirit-led person. Amen. And so those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. And I'm looking at a lot of, a lot of uh, sons and daughters of God. Amen. And so, and so today, I want to minister to you on the subject of vision. Since we're starting the new year, uh, and, and, and the title of my sermon is Renewed Vision Through Fasting and Prayer. And let's look at a scripture I believe that should, should uh, make us the New Year resolution. I talked about this scripture last week, but it's in Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And it says here, Do not remember the formal things or ponder the things of the past. Amen. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will make, I will put a road in the wilderness and I will make rivers in deserts. Amen. Glory to God. So, so what, what is God saying? 
He's saying that we need a break away from our old ways of thinking and come into new, new, new paradigms of thinking. In other words, we, we need to go from just doing that same thing over and over again and move into something new. Can, can I preach to somebody today? In other words, we're creatures of habit. And we like to do the same things over and over again. But God, I'm going to say this. God wants to break you out of your box. Some of us are in a box and we're not coming out. And God wants to break us out of that box. That, that, That way of thinking. Jesus says, you have to put new wine in new wineskins. He says, if you try to put new wine in old wineskins... What will happen to the wineskins? They will break, right? So, so, so in this time of fasting and prayer, I believe that God's putting new wineskins. I'm preaching to somebody today. God's putting new wineskins on us so we can see further, see greater, so we can see what God is doing, glory to God. It, say, it, it says here that can you perceive that God is doing something? Amen. I was talking to one of the people in church today, Larry, and he said, Pastor, I had a dream today. I said, what's your dream? He said, I had a dream that, that you were talking about building the church and you had a schematic and all this. I said, praise God for young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. I'm not calling you old, Larry. OK, and uh, but, uh, but praise the Lord. But uh, amen. And uh, you're, you're, you're a young old man. Glory to God. Amen. And so, but God is so good. So, so, so he's giving visions and dreams and we need to break away from our old paradigm of thinking. God wants us to see greater and further into the future. I believe what keeps most of us back from moving forward in the things of God is a lack of vision. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. In Proverbs 29, 18 It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. I love the message translation of it. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they're most blessed. So so really, I'm going to say this, that when you're studying the Bible, you know, there's a lot of word in the Bible, amen, there's a lot of word going forth from the platform, glory to God. But you need not, not just to hear the Logos word of God. Logos means the written word of God. But you need a rhema, rhema word of God. Rhema means the spoken word of God. And when you get the spoken word of God, that means the word comes alive to you. Amen. And so, and so we want to be, be so illuminated that when in our fasting and prayer, when we're seeking God, that God will reveal the word of God in a greater way. Can I get an amen? And I love this because it says in Habakkuk 2, 1 and 3, it says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. Okay? What that means is that he's coming to a place where he's getting to a high place, a, a high, you could say a high place in God, and so when you get in that high place of God through fasting and prayer, uh, God will speak to you. And he says, and watched, and he says, and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. 
Wow, that's powerful. In other words, uh, I don't think any of us are living perfect lives. How many perfect Christians do we have in the house today? There's nobody perfect. There's only one perfect one. But hopefully we're moving towards perfection, which means that we're trying to get better every day. Amen? And so I'm, I'm good if there's areas in my life that God wants to reveal to me that maybe things that I might need to cut off or things that I might need to start. Can I get a witness? And it's okay. I want the Lord revealing to me. Why? Because I want to move forward in God. Somebody say, I want to move forward in God. It says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he who who runs, who reads it. For the vision is yet for a point of time, but at the end it will speak. It will not lie, though it tarries. Wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Hallelujah. So what is he saying is that, that, that in the time of prayer and, and fasting and fasting and prayer, because prayer is a big part of it, and in your prayer time, you might need to get a notebook. You might, amen. I know, I know I'm getting a little pushy on, on your prayer time. But you might need to get a notebook. When you get a notebook and a pen and you start praying, that puts expectation that God's going to say something to you. Okay, I'm preaching today. In other words, if you don't have a notebook, if you don't have a pen, you have no expectation. And, and, And when God says something to us, a lot of times he may say something to us and we forget. Has the Holy Spirit ever said something to you and you forgot? Amen. And it's easy to forget. My wife tells me stuff all the time and I forget. And she, she, she reminds me quite often. Amen. And so, and so, and so it's easy to forget. So, so I'm going to encourage you to write down what God, what God may be saying to you like a prayer journal. Glory to God. Uh, r- write down your dreams. Write down what you're believing God to do in your life this year. Write it down. I'm telling you, most successful people, they, they, they polled the most successful people in America. The, the, the five percenters. And the five percenters are the ones that own 95% of the wealth. And 95% owns only 5% of the wealth. And they found that the five percenters wrote down their goals. They wrote down what they were believing. And these, and these may not even be godly people. These are just ungodly people. And they write down what they're believing to accomplish in their life. And they write it down. And then all of a sudden, they start gravitating towards those goals. And if you start writing down and put in some scriptures. What, Pastor? Put some scriptures down on what you're believing God for. And thank God. Put your hands on it every day. Pray over it. Believe that God's going to make it come to pass. Can I get a witness in the house today? What I'm trying to do this morning is to get you get your vision amped up. I'm trying to get you to push a little bit deeper in God. Get a revelation of how God, how good God is. Fasting and prayer will bring dreams and vision into our lives. It will bring vi- dreams and vision into our life. I, I, in Acts 2.17, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days. Can somebody say we're in the last days? Ooh, we're in the last days. 
says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. You may say, wait a minute, pastor. My, 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 my son's not doing too good. He's away from God. He's going to prophesy in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It doesn't matter where they're at. If, you, if, the, if you're praying for your children, glory to God, I'm telling you, God's spirit's going to invade their life. And I'm going to stand on this scripture, and you can stand on this scripture, that your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, and so this is what God is doing in the last days. God is pouring out his vision on all flesh. And so we got to be, I like to say this, we got to be under the spout where the glory comes out. Where is that? That's in your prayer room. Do you have a prayer room? Do you seek God? You know, one of the best times to seek God is in the morning. Because, because if you don't seek God in the morning and set your day up, then you're going to fail in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm preaching this every day. You better, you better start seeking God in the morning. Why? Because the flesh is going to tempt you in the afternoon. Yes. And you've got to pray the Lord's Prayer, uh, deliver, you know, lead me not into temptation and deliver me from evil. And if you're not praying these prayers, the, 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 the demonic spirits will try to draw you into doing wrong things. And, you gotta, and, you, and prayer will protect you and protect your family. Can I get a witness in the house today? And we need to be praying people, uh, not just for the next three weeks. Uh, we got two weeks left. But we need to start praying every day. So I want to encourage you. You may not be a morning person. But, but and I know it depends on your schedule, your work schedule. But if most people work in the morning, like eight to five or whatever, uh, uh, seven to four, if you can get up early, 15, 20 minutes early and start praying, God will do miracles in your life. You believe that today? And, and so God wants to reveal to us a dream for our lives. And he did that with Abraham when, when uh, he asked Abraham to look at the stars in the sky. You know, Abraham... In Genesis 15, 1 and 6, it says, In these things the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. When I read stuff like this, I am your shield and I'm your exceeding great reward, that's not just for Abraham. God is my shield and he's my exceeding reward. Somebody said, God is my shield and he's my exceeding reward. So when I see that, I put myself in the Bible. Because the same blessings that Abraham has, I have. Why? Because, because of the blood of Jesus. We have the same blessing of Abraham, but we have much more than what Abraham has. Amen. Amen. But Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Elysir of Damascus. You see, see uh, Abraham was a little depressed. Abraham was in a place where he was in the doldrums of life. The doldrums is where the ships are in the middle of the ocean and there's no wind pushing them. Amen. And so, and so he was in that place, but God was speaking to him. And then Abraham said, look, 
You have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born of my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. And then he brought him outside and said, Look now towards heaven. Count the stars, and if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and it accounted to him as righteousness. I'm going to say this. When you get the word of God and you start believing God, that will put you in right standing with God. Somebody say, I'm a believer. believer. Amen. And so I would say that every time that in the process of your prayer and there it is, there's that, that, that waiting time. And that waiting time can be the hardest time in each one of our lives. Anybody ever waited? on God, waited for things to move forward, and you're in that waiting zone, well, sometimes you can get depressed in the waiting zone. And I believe that Abraham, maybe at times, you know, thought, man, is it ever going to happen? Am I ever going to have an heir? And then, then he would be, it would be at night, and he would look up at the stars, and that was his vision. See, see, see when you write down your vision, uh, that will keep you on track with God. Amen. When you look at your vision, think about it. It will keep you on track and it will keep you out of the doldrums of life. Amen. Joseph had a dream. Remember Joseph had a dream? He dreamed that he was going to be a ruler over people. And Joseph went through the pit. Amen. uh, To the uh, to Potiphar's house, to the prison. And finally, you know, I believe what caused him to be be able to get through all those trials and tribulation was that dream that God gave him. And I'm telling you, if you, you keep the dream alive by thinking about the dream. Amen. You think about the dream. Uh, you keep the dream alive by looking at, at, at the dream, uh, at, at what you're believing God for. Number two, fasting and prayer gives us fresh vision from God that gives us a target for our faith. And I'm going to say this, that you have to have a target for your faith. In Hebrews 11:1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hope is the vision that God gives us to make the dream come to pass in our lives. Hope. Now faith is the substance of things envisioned for the evidence of things not seen. So what are you seeing for, for, your, for your future? Are you seeing good? Are you seeing positive? Are you seeing God doing good things? Are you talking negative? No, no. This year is a year of 24, and God's going to do more, abundantly above, more than you can ask or think, according to the power that works within you. Say, God's doing more. So you need so 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 prayer and fasting will give us a vision that sets a target, and, and God set targets for people in the Bible. Uh, I, I'm thinking about Moses, and Moses, you know, uh, uh, came up to that burning bush, and God was speaking through that burning bush, and He told Moses to set the people free. Glory to God. He gave Moses a target for the vision that he could run on. And so his his calling was to set the peoples free, to to set the Israelites free and to bring them out of the bondage and bring them into liberty. I'm going to say this, that's your calling too. Your calling is to bring people out of bondage. I'm preaching to somebody today. 
and bring them into the glory. Why? The Bible says, let your light shine. I'm getting ahead of myself. And so, so, so in the process of our walking this walk, we're becoming more free. And hopefully, we're helping other people, I'm preaching today, become more free. Amen. Fasting and prayer will bring a reality of dreams that will come true in our life. When we believe God, I believe it will come to pass. Amen. In Luke 11, 9 and 10, it says, this is Jesus. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open to you. Amen. This is a, this is a powerful prayer principle here. This is saying that, 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 that God will give you what you're asking him for. That means that when you ask him, in other words, all the promises of God are not yes and maybe. It's not yes and no. It, the Bible says all the promises of God are yes and amen. So God's promises are yes and amen. So you've got to believe that. It's not just for somebody else. His blessings are not just for somebody else. If somebody else is getting blessed, you might as well say, why not me? Why not me? Yeah, why not? I mean, God, God doesn't love them more than he loves you. Amen? So, 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 so again, that when you, when you ask, seek, and, and, and knock, it will be open to you, and, and God will give you those things. In, in, in Luke, it says, for nothing will be impossible, Luke one thirty seven. Nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. That was when, I believe, the angel talking to Mary and, and said that Mary would be impregnated with, with Jesus. In Philippians 1.6, it's saying, Being confident in this very thing, that he who's begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, here are some attitude killers. Amen. That, uh, or Here's some a- examples of attitudes that can kill our dreams, okay? And we got to be very careful that we don't take on some of these attitudes. One attitude that will kill the dream of, that God has for our life is that we have the wrong view of life. We, we, we're focused too much on our problems in our lives and the inactivity of the promises of our lives. Uh, that's what happened with Zechariah. I mentioned Zechariah last week. But Zechariah was too focused on the problem instead of the promise. But God worked through his unbelief anyway. That's powerful. Because I believe Zachariah's wife, Elizabeth, had strong faith. And I believe she was carrying the family. Mm, I'm preaching. And I'm going to say sometimes ladies carry the family. They shouldn't be carrying the family. They shouldn't be carrying the family. But sometimes the ladies are the ones that are in tune. I'm not trying to preach against the guys now. But I'm just saying that we got a lot of godly men in the church. But I'm telling you, some of these ladies, if it wasn't for the ladies, I don't know if some of the men would be here. Oh, I'm preaching today. If it wasn't for my mom, we would have never been to church. My dad was a good heathen. He, he was a good heathen. He drank, he smoked, you know. Uh, yes, years ago, he was a drinker, he was a smoker. Years ago, you wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it. Meeting him, well, he's in heaven now, but God delivered him from drinking, from smoking. Amen. He 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 stopped smoking when we when 
when uh, we, uh, my, my mom had her first child, he said, I'm going to stop smoking. And he did it without God. He did it willpower. He, he, he chewed a lot of gum. Amen. And you, can, and you can do willpower, but spirit power is even better. And then he put down the drink. He said, I'm, I'm not going to drink anymore. Glory to God. When I came back to God, you, out of a backslidden state, I was a drinker. And I said, that, that's one of the first things I said I would never do again is pick up the drink. Amen. I will never do that. I, no, the Bible says, do not be drunk in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Amen. In other words, God's Spirit is the right Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we need to be careful that we don't get cynical uh, uh, like... Uh, um, Zachariah. And so we got to watch out for being cynical because that can shut down our faith. Amen. Uh, number two, uh, we can sometimes have the wrong view of self. We encounter setbacks, disappointment, problems, and we forget that God is with us. And we never or and, and we forget that he will never leave us or forsake us. And we have a hard time uh, uh, seeing ourselves as more than what we are. And I'm going to say you're greater than what you see yourself as being. Somebody say, I'm greater. greater. Amen. And God has created you to be greater. Amen. Uh, You know, in the story of uh, the book of Ruth, Naomi uh, was uh, Ruth's mother-in-law. And uh, Naomi's husband died. Uh, Her two daughters-in-laws, her two sons died. And she just felt like God dealt her a bad hand. And Naomi, you know, came back. Uh, to Israel, uh, and uh, uh, with one daughter, Ruth, that stayed with her. And Ruth was the blessing. And, and so Ruth said, I will not leave you. I'm going to be with you, Naomi. I'm going to help you. And so, so Ruth was faithful. And, and, and Naomi uh, uh, changed her name, Mara, you know, uh, meaning that God has dealt bad with me. But God really didn't deal bad with her because God had a plan for Naomi's life. And God had a plan for Ruth's life. And Ruth, you know, ended up marrying uh, Boaz. Thank you very much. And Boaz was a rich, wealthy man. And so what happened, that, that set Naomi up for life. They had a mother suite for life. Glory to God. And so, uh, so, so even in the tragedies of life, God can be working some good things. Amen? I, I think about Job. And, and Job, you know, was going through a hard time. But God had deliverance at the end. God God knew that that Job was going to come through all the trial and the tribulation. But God had more for Job. See, the devil said, I'm going to take Job out. But God said, I'm going to raise Job up. See, the devil's going to say, I'm going to take you out. See, the devil's trying to take each one of you out. Some way, somehow, he's trying to get, get a crack in the foundation of your faith. He's trying to get to you. But you can't allow the devil to get to you. Amen. You can't allow uh, hurt feelings, anger, resentment to get to you. You got to let all those things. You can't allow sin to bring you down. Glory to God. Sin will make cowards of us all. Amen. And so and so we got to be careful of that. And then Job, you know, had, you know, you know what happened to Job? You know, some say some people say I have a Job's ministry, which means they're saying that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm afflicted all the time. But see, Job came out of his affliction. Job didn't stay sick. And not only did Job come out of his affliction, 
The Bible said that God doubled him. Double for his trouble. So through the process, God learned some, uh, Job learned some things about God because God spoke to him and corrected him, amen. And there were some areas that he needed correction in. He needed to pray for his friends because his friends weren't really too friendly to him, amen, saying that he must deserve what he was getting. And so, and so, and so he prayed for his friends and God rebuilt his life. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying to you today, your life may be just blah. It may be just, uh, you know, just, just, you just might be surviving. But, but isn't it time for you go, to go from survival to revival? Isn't it time for you to move from just barely hanging on, just barely making it to, to, to thriving God? Don't go to surviving. See, most Christians are surviving. If I can just make it through the day, if I can make it through this week, if I could just make it, Lord, come quickly. Oh, Maranatha, Lord, get me out of here, right? And, and we were calling on Jesus to get us out of the mess, amen? But maybe God wants to make a message out of your mess. Maybe God wants to build a message out of the mess that, that you're in. And a lot of the times the mess that we're in, you know, God didn't cause it. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, God's putting me through this to test me. He's not putting you through it to, to test you. Amen. The devil is the one that, that tempts and tests and tries. Amen. And so, so God's not putting you through it to, to, to test you to, so you can learn something. That's the classic lie. Oh, you're going through this because you've got to learn something. Yeah, you can learn something through the test, but, but, but God doesn't want you to learn it through pain. He wants you to learn it through prayer. I would say again, God doesn't want you to learn life lessons through pain. He wants you to learn life lessons by getting to know him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So when you get to know God, you will avoid some of the life lessons we tend to walk through. Or the life problems we tend to walk through. Amen. Uh, you, are, you are not your circumstances. Amen. You are not what the enemy is trying to tell you that you are. You need to get a revelation in this fast that you are the head and not the tail. That you are the lender and not the borrower. That you are blessed in the city and in the field. That you are more than a conqueror in Christ. That you are a called out people. A chosen generation. A royal priesthood. You are victorious in Christ. And that's who you are. You are a called out people that God loves. And God's hand is upon your lives. Somebody say, God's hand's on my life. Amen. And and sometimes we don't feel like God's hand is on our life at times. When we're going through some trials in life. But his hand is on your life even in a greater measure when you're going through this trial. Number three, we get a wrong view of God. We limit God's power of God to our experiences. The first generation of Israelites limited God. They forgot how powerful he is. In Psalm 78, 41 and 42, he says, Yes, again and again, they, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power in the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. Amen. So we see here that, that even uh, the Israelites, they, they did not uh, re- uh, remember God and his power. And they kept God from doing marvelous things in their lives. They hindered God from moving in the way that God wanted to move. Can you hinder God from moving in your life? 
Can you hinder him from, from doing something awesome in your life? You sure can. You, through doubt, unbelief, through sin, you can hinder God. Amen? God doesn't want to be hindered. I know uh, in, in Mark 6, 5 and 6, Jesus was hindered. What? Jesus is the Son of God. How can he be hindered? I mean, he had the, he had the Spirit without measure. Well, Jesus was hindered. How was he hindered? It says, it says here in Mark 6, 5 and 6, now he could do no mighty works there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And then he went about the villages in the circuit teaching. So Jesus was in his home, hometown and he could do no mighty works because they, they would not believe him. Amen? So, so, so I'm going to say this, that, that the Lord is good. Amen? And that he wants more for us. And I'm going to encourage you to start praying bigger prayers. Start believing that God will do greater things. When Joshua was in the battle, and he was in a battle against five kings, and God gave him victory, and when he gave him victory, he had, he, the sun had to stay up because Joshua was winning. And, and, and Joshua prayed that the sun would stay, stand still that day in that battle. That sun stood still. God did a miraculous miracle. And God can do sun still prayers. He can answer sun still prayers for you today. Amen. And I'm talking about Joshua. And Joshua's Old Testament man. What, what more can God do in a New Testament person? Amen. So, so when we encounter and we start moving forward in God, it will sometimes seem risky. It will sometimes seem like, oh man, I'm putting it all on the line. Sometimes God wants you to put it all on the line. I remember that, you know, sometimes God wants to see, are you willing to put it all on the line? Are you willing to put down some food for a couple uh, days? Or, or, or are you willing to put down some sweets and some, and some sugar and all that garbage that you're putting into your temple? Are you willing to, to put that down? Are you willing to honor God? It's going to cost you. I'm telling you, fasting costs you. Prayer will cost you. Giving will cost you. It all costs you something. Prayer will cost you time. The devil will say, you're wasting your time because you're not seeing anything happening. No, things are happening. Your vials in heaven are being filled up with your prayers. And when those vials get full, your prayers will be answered. Do you believe that today? And so, so it will seem risky. It seemed risky, you know, and, I, and, and sometimes prayer and fasting will, will, will take the fear out of us. Some of us need to start praying, God, make me more bold. God, give me courage. God, give, Paul would pray that prayer. Give me a boldness so I can preach the gospel. And, and so if Paul prayed for boldness, and this man was bold. How much more should we be praying for boldness? Why, we, to, to step out in what God's calling us to. When I, when I um, went out to Bible school, uh, I, you know, I just went through a divorce. I was in debt uh, up to my eyeballs. Uh, I had a broke down car. It was two-tone rust and gray. And uh, I, I, had, it was, I, I, was, I was not really in a perfect situation. I was living back with my mom at my mom and dad's house. It's always mom first, not dad and mom's house, but mom and dad's. And I was living with mom and dad, and I said, I'm going to uh, go to Bible school. Amen? James encouraged me to, because he, he went to Bible school. He was a Raymond graduate. And I said, man, if he can do it, 
Glory to God, I know I can do it. Amen? And uh, so, and so uh, James in, in inspired me to go out, and I started praying, God, get me out to Bible school. And, and, and I started praying, and it was a risk. You know, I was in my comfort of my parents' house. I was in debt, and then I came up with an idea, and I started praying, and I just knew. And then all of a sudden, things started falling in place. But I set it up, and I knew that I had to quit my job, and I knew that I had a 401k that I could extract money out of if I quit my job. Yeah, I had to quit my job before February because that's the fiscal year of the following year for that, for that business that I worked for. And I knew that if I quit my job in January that I could get my 401k that would help me with, with my move to Oklahoma. And, and then I, all of a sudden I found out that a manager that hired me for the jewelry, I was in the jewelry business, was out in Oklahoma. And I found out that he was out in Wichita. And I gave him a call. And I said, do you need any, any help? He said, man, I'll hire you right now. And he, and he hired me. And I, and, and I moved out there. And ended up moving into his house. He, he let me stay in his house. He was a bachelor. He had a three-story house. He was making good money. He was the manager of the jewelry store. And he would cook, and, and he would cook at night. And he cooked as, almost as good as meals as my mom. And uh, good save. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm telling you, he was cooking meals and all that. And God was taking care of me. I was, I, I was, I was living rent free. I was making money. Amen. And then my manager says to me, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know why I'm here in the Midwest. I don't even like the Midwest. I'm, I'm leaving the company. But I'm going to make sure that you get into a store right in Oklahoma. And I said, well, praise God. And he said, I'm going to make sure the company pays your expenses. I'm in Wichita waiting to go to, to Bible school the following year or that, that year in September. And so he said, I'm going to make sure he pays your expenses. I said, well, praise God. And so they set me up in a store that was a mile away from the campus. Come on. Come on. Isn't God good? And, you know, and he set me up and paid my expenses and all that. And then, and then all of a sudden God started doing miracles for me. And I, had, I just had my clothes. And I, I, I remember the third day, I, I was sleeping on the floor in my apartment. I didn't have any lamps. I didn't have any, any dishes. I remember that I went to try to buy some. And, the whole, and, and I put it on credit card. And, the whole, and I felt like I was sinning. And then I ended up buying a bunch of stuff and returning it. Because I felt like the Lord wanted me to return it. And so I turned, returned everything that I bought to fill my apartment up with a credit card. And God ended up moving on people's hearts that I never even said anything to that I was there, I was in need, and they all filled up my, my entire apartment. Three different people. I'm telling you, everything that I needed. Everything. And God is God. God is Jehovah Jireh. God is our provider. When we get into a God dream, God will support it. Where God guides, He provides. Where He leads, He feeds. Glory to God. Amen. And that was a miracle of God. God wanted to show... That, 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 that taking that step of faith, that, that he could do it, amen? Maybe that step of faith for you is starting a new business. Maybe that step of faith for you is doing something different. Maybe that step of faith for you is tithing. Oh, th there you go, Pastor. Maybe that step of faith for you is, is, is doing something new, glory to God. Uh, uh, you know, in Hebrews eleven six 6 says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a warder of those who diligently seek him. Number two, a God dream will require God involvement. 
In other words, you need God to get involved. If your vision you have in your life is based on what you can do, your vision is too small. I want to say again, if the vision in your life is based on what you can do, your vision is too small. I like what it says in Psalms 127. Unless the Lord builds the house. See, this is the reason why I'm saying you need to pray and fast for the vision that God has for you. Not your vision, but God's vision for you. What's God's vision for you? Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So, so unless the Lord builds the house. See, the Lord has to be building our house. We don't, do, we don't take it on. Like, even in this fast, God has directed me to fast a certain way. Amen. To, to, to go a certain way on this fast. And normal fast, I normally do it Dave's way. I still drink my coffee. I, I do it my way. But this fast, I'm doing it God's way. And I believe that God's going to reward me openly. And it's been a sacrifice. It hasn't been easy. I've been thinking about food every day. I, I admit it. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I don't know. I, never, I thought I, 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 eat, I eat to live, but I didn't know I live to eat. But man, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a grazer, glory to God. And, and, and I like those little treats every once in a while. Anybody like treats? Amen. And um, my chocolate cover almonds. I've been missing those. Amen. And, um, but, but, you know, it's healthy, right? And in John 5, 19, and the, Jesus answered and said to them, Most surely I say to you, I'm talking about that, that you can't do a God dream by yourself. You have to have God in it. And Jesus answered and said to them, Most surely I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father doing. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. So Jesus is actually saying that he can't do nothing apart from the father. And I'm going to say this, you can't do nothing apart from God. Amen. That's why when you're fasting, you're humbling yourself before God and saying, God, I'm putting you in charge. My stomach's not going to be in charge. My appetites aren't going to be in charge. Uh, and, 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 and a lot of times our stomach is our appetites and that appetites through whatever appetites that you might have. Glory to God. Uh, in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above more than we can ask or think, according to the power that works within us. See, God's working in us to get that vision to come to pass in our lives. I'm going to say it again. God's working in us to get that vision. See, I'm fasting, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's a strict fast, but I'm only doing it by the grace of God. I can't boast of myself. It's only by God's grace. I went through this fast without headaches. And people normally uh, drink coffee. I've been, I drink a gallon of coffee a day. And, 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 and God has seen me through it. Ask God for, for his grace for fasting. Ask God. Maybe you didn't start this week, uh, last week. Start this week. There's two more weeks. Uh, there's no, no shame in your game. Just go ahead and do it, glory to God. As Nike commercial, do it. And uh, number three, a God vision will change lives. See, whatever vision that God gives us will always, it will always has the ability to change other people's lives. Because the vision that God gives us will always affect other people. Do you believe that today? You know, I, 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 think, I think about the different people that work in the church, and, and you're affecting the, the, the people. You're affecting everybody, glory to God. And I think about Tony, the drummer. I think about he came in and, 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 and God's dream for him was to drum for a church. And he's affecting people in a positive way. 
God's vision for your life will affect people in a positive way. Uh, if, if what you're doing is not going to affect people in a positive way, then you better check what you're doing. All right, that's, that's a good one. Uh, let you, uh, Matthew 5, 16, let your light shine let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. I love that. And so, and so what, what, what he's saying is, is that, that, that our good works will affect people. I, I like this scripture right here. I don't have a scripture. I don't know why. My scripture reference is it. Isaiah 42, 6. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness, and I will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people and as a light to the Gentiles. Think about that. So, 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 so I believe the Apostle Paul got that revelation as well out of Isaiah that God was calling the Apostle Paul uh, that, that he was going to go through a lot of tri- trials and tribulations in his ministry, but he was going to touch the Gentile people. He was going to be a light to the Gentile people, glory to God. And, God. and God is saying the same thing to us. He has called us in righteousness and he will hold our hand. And he will keep, keep us and give us a covenant for the people. And he will give us a light as the Gentiles. Didn't Jesus say you're a light of the world? You're the salt of the earth? Amen. And so God, God is able, I like in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, God which God, which God prepared beforehand that we should uh, walk in them. So God has, has preordained, I'm preaching today, that your, your life. He has preordained for you to be uh, uh, creations, God's workmanship created for good works. And that's what God's calling us to do. To sum up, fasting and prayer can give us a God vision for our lives to run on. Keep seeking God to find out the God vision that he has for you. And in Philippians 3.12, now that I've, this is Paul, now that I've already attained it or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. I'm going to say this. Don't go with yesterday manna. manna. Try, you know, start pressing in to get today's manna. Get a fresh word from God. Get a fresh vision from God. And watch God radically change your lives. Did you receive it today? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness and your love. I thank you, Father God, that you're giving us fresh vision, Lord, uh, for the future. Father God, that you're giving us visions, you're giving us dreams, you're giving us a God encounter, a burning bush experience. And I thank you, Father God, for blessing everybody today. I thank you, Father God, for blessing those that are watching and listening. And perhaps you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Well, the Bible says today is a day of salvation. You may not have another chance. So I want to invite you to pray this simple prayer and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe... Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe Jesus was raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.